Hey, peeps, we're taking a 4th of July break, but here's a little flashback for you to listen to. It goes all the way back to March 6, 1989, the debut of the Sports Forum program. Three Point Podcast is presented by Memorial Healthcare, home of the state-of-the-art Now Community Wellness Center with pool workout equipment and track and a whole lot more. Also, our Three Point Podcast partners include Crow Real Estate and Auction, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Success Group Mortgage and Servicing, the Wash of Owasso, and the ALS Association of Michigan. Take a listen. Hope you enjoy this one. It's time for the Sports Forum with Ted Fatale, a weekly sounding board for anything and everything in the sports world. Sponsored by Fitzgerald and Dumont Law Offices and by Owasso Paper and Supply Company. Now here's your host for the Sports Forum, WMZX Music 104 Sports Director, Ted Fatale. Well, thank you very much, and welcome to the Sports Forum here on WMZX. The high school district basketball tournament is now history, and the fans of Owasso and Corona basketball teams are very happy today. Both schools came away with district championship honors on Saturday, and we should have a very interesting show this evening with both coaches, Rob Van Pelt of Owasso and Frank Davis of the Cavaliers, both scheduled to call in and discuss the season. Also, my special guest here in the Music 104 studios is longtime Argus Press sports editor, Gary Webster. We'll discuss the area hoop scoop and also field your calls here on any subject in the world of sports. Our number here is 725-8196 and we'll start the show right after this from our sponsors. This public service message is brought to you by the law firm of Fitzgerald and Dumont in Owasso. Every car insurance policy in Michigan provides for the payment of your hospital medical bills if you are injured in a car accident. Most of these policies contain a coordination of benefits provision which requires your health insurance company to actually pay all or most of your hospital and medical bills. But what happens if you don't have a coordination of benefits provision in your car insurance policy? In those cases, you can collect twice. Your health insurance company will pay the bill, and your car insurance company will pay you a matching amount which you keep. It's all perfectly legal because you pay two premiums. It doesn't cost much more to eliminate the coordination of benefits provision we suggest you contact your insurance agent to eliminate this provision and get full no-fault coverage. If you are injured in an accident or if you have questions about your rights, contact Fitzgerald and Dumont, attorneys in Owasso. Owasso Paper and Supply Company, the new paper and janitorial supply company, features both industrial and commercial paper products and janitorial supplies. Items such as floor wax, window cleaner, pine disinfectants, all-purpose cleaners, and stainless steel cleaners. For office or business places, they carry paper towels, toilet tissue, and facial tissue. Owasso Paper and Supply has complete lines of white copy paper and colors available upon request. They also feature supplies for churches and halls, including foam cups, plates, napkins, and plastic silverware. Paper table covering is also in stock for both round and square tables. They value your business at Owasso Paper and Supply Company. Just phone 725-2004. Owasso Paper and Supply is located at 211 Corona Avenue in the Van Sice Motors Building. Call them at 725-2004. Well, once again, welcome to the Sports Forum. I'm your host here, Ted Fattel, and uh, I have a very special guest here in the studios with me tonight. That's uh, Gary Webster of the Owasso Argus Press. Gary has been uh, the longtime sports editor over there, 
at the Argus, and I might add, does a very fine job. And he's also, uh, a lot of people I'm sure do know, but might not know, Gary was a, a standout athlete at Owasso High a few years back. So we'll get some more into that with Gary. But first of all, Gary, welcome to the Sports Forum, and uh, here's your chance to get away from the typewriter or computer a little bit and uh, do some talking about sports. Well, thanks, Ted. Uh, Kind of strange surroundings uh, for sure, but uh, enjoyable uh, talking about sports anytime, anywhere. Well, I know we feel very comfortable right here together. We uh, we do our share of talking around the round table, uh, a whole assortment of different sports subjects. And, of course, the big story in our area, at least, is high school basketball, both Owasso High and uh, Corona uh, outstanding endings to the season so far, and it's not over yet. Both teams are now moving on to regional play. Uh, a few of your initial thoughts on that. Uh, Ted, just tremendously proud of the Trojans and the Cavaliers. Owasso uh, could have uh, quit on this season uh, at one point when they had uh, uh, lost 11 times and won just six times. Uh, but they didn't, and uh, they've been rewarded uh, in a big, big way. Uh, being there Saturday afternoon, it was uh, it was thrilling. It really was to see the student body uh, get involved uh, in backing the uh, Owasso basketball team, and then later that night going to Corona and seeing just so many people there that uh, were behind. Uh, Corona, the Cavaliers, uh, in heart and soul, and then to the way the adversity that Corona overcame with the loss of uh, their leader, Lynn Price, throughout that second half, and the way they they came from behind uh, Jeff Brooks' leadership. uh, It it was quite a day, quite a basketball day, one that I'm not going to soon forget, uh, it's not every year that Owasso and Corona win district basketball championships on the same day. And uh, it's something that the individuals, the schools, the community uh, can rightly be tremendously proud of. Well, very well put, Gary. And we want to remind our listeners out there that our phone number here at the Sports Forum is 725-8196. And uh, we'd certainly encourage any sports fans out there to uh, give us a call here so we can field your questions. I'm sure Gary would be happy to uh, to field any questions in the world of sports, a very knowledgeable man. And uh, like we talked about, we have district basketball action, the past that we can talk about. We can talk about the whole spectrum of the sports world. And uh, give us a call here, 725-8196. You know, the Cavaliers will be traveling up to Mount Pleasant tomorrow night to take on Saginaw, Buena Vista, and they're going to have their hands full, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, I, I'm a close follower of Corona Basketball doing their games here on WMZX, and uh, they're a real close bunch of kids, Gary. Yes, very, very impressive uh, Corona Basketball team. I, uh, I love the way they approach the game of basketball. They they have fun, and obviously with a 20-3 and record, they've been very, very successful. Frank Davis has established quite a program at uh, Corona High School, one that I think is going to continue in uh, years to come. Well, and I think the same can be said of Owasso because, as you mentioned, they uh, overcame that early uh, adversity 
early in the season, and it seems to be they've really pulled together now. Yes, uh, in talking with Rob Van Pelt, Wasawai's coach, uh, he felt that when the Trojans beat Swartz Creek, that was the first time that they had won against a team that they weren't supposed to. And uh, conversely, a couple of games that could have gone uh, either way went against Owasso. Uh, one that comes uh, quickly to mind, the first flushing game, a uh, 6-6-65 loss that was uh, later avenged in um, the district tournament last Thursday, uh, 66-62 in Owasso's favor. And uh, it's uh, turnarounds like this, the uh, stick to if you will, of uh, staying with the program, the ideals, and uh, eventually being rewarded. Okay, let's go to our first phone call here. Welcome to the Sports Forum. I've got a question or a couple for uh, Gary. Um, first of all, I want to say that uh, we congratulate Owasso, but that I am a Cavalier fan. And when I seen Owasso's jubilant picture in the paper, how joyous it was. I got to the page for Corona, and it was a picture that had been taken several year, weeks ago. And to me, that plaque should have been there also for the district championship. Um, those kids worked hard for that, and I think they deserve the picture in the paper also. Um, another, uh, as I read the write-up, I was wondering what happened because I was there and other people, and we didn't come up with the last statement about uh, their player getting fouled and missing his free shots. Um, it was a matter of their player being very good, had been hot all night, come up for the last, oh, 35 seconds in the game, and he went to shoot it up, and normally he probably would have went in, but it didn't. And... Um, this Kennedy boy grabbed it down, and he was fouled, and that's what happened. So I'm wondering on our write-ups, what's going on? Very, very valid questions on both respects. Um, Tony Hornus uh, represented the Argus in covering the Corona DeWitt district finals. Tony took two rolls of film. Both rolls came up blank. Uh, there was, he had a problem with his motor drive, uh, stripping the film, not advancing, and therefore not getting any pictures of the Corona District Finals. I, I can't hear anything. Uh, just bear with us here a second. We're going to... Can you, can you listen on the radio? Okay, I've got to run upstairs, so give me a minute. Okay. In the meantime, our number here once again is 725-8196, and uh, I think she might have made it up to the radio now, Gary. Go ahead and uh, answer the question for us again, if you would. In response, as I said initially, very, very valid questions. Tony Hornus, who covered the game for the Argus Press, had camera difficulties. Uh, he came up with two blank rolls. No one, no one, believe me, feels any worse than Tony did this morning to discover that 
he did not have any pictures of Corona's district final. I thought that he had the team lined up. He was going to have a, a tremendous uh, uh, team picture with uh, a lot of um, reaction, response from the players, happy people as they should have been. And, uh, and the negatives did just did not come out, and Tony apologizes for that uh, and feels very, very badly. His son, by the way, plays for Corona High School, and, uh, of course, you could understand uh, his uh, feelings about not coming up with any pictures. As, as for the second part of your question, yes, I was at the game, and... Um, for whatever reason, uh, yes, your ending is correct in that after Jeff Brooks made the two free throws with 15 seconds left, DeWitt did indeed come down, call timeout with approximately 11 seconds to go, and then did indeed get the basketball to their uh, best shooter, Pat Villarreal. And he did indeed shoot, miss. Wayne Kennedy did get the rebound was fouled, and Corona had its Class B District Basketball Championship. Uh, Tony will be at Central Michigan University tomorrow, and hopefully the uh, camera difficulties have been uh, worked out and rectified, and they have been. He was working on that today, and uh, that will come back from Mount Pleasant with some very positive pictures. Okay, Gary, very good. Uh and that's the kind of questions we want here, questions that uh, we can answer. And if anything's on your mind in the world of sports out there, give us a call here at 725-8196. We do have Gary Webster, sports editor of the Owasso Argus Press, with us. And we anticipate getting a phone call from Owasso High coach Rob Van Pelt and also Coach Frank Davis is scheduled to give us a call here for a short interview. And so stay tuned for that. And we also have uh, a sports quiz coming up here and it'll be good for a free dinner for two at sir pizza and chips place in owasso so stay tuned for that and you can test your sports trivia knowledge and we'll be back with a little bit more right after this how can you forget a 75 foot shot at the buzzer hitting nothing but net and winning the game how can you forget a string of 14 consecutive strikeouts or a national high school track record being set all of these unforgettable experiences have happened during Michigan High School Athletic Association tournament action. You can be a part of the games by attending a tournament contest in your area this year. Public service message from the MHSAA and Music 104. Hi, this is Sparky Anderson of the Detroit Tigers for sports updates, including Tiger game stories. Keep it tuned right here to Music 104. No matter how you say it, say no, is a video presentation featuring Detroit Pistons star Isaiah Thomas discussing his battle against drugs and alcohol abuse when he was growing up. The video is available through the National Federation of State High School Association's Target Program. For more information about the video, contact the Michigan High School Athletic Association in East Lansing. A public service message from the MHSAA and Music 104. Well, we're back here on the Sports Forum with Gary Webster from the Argus. And, Gary, you know, not only district basketball, big news here in the area, but uh, since you cover all the local teams 
as far as all sports go, why not give us a short rundown on uh, some of the other successful teams and successful uh, schools in our area? Well, certainly uh, the mid-Michigan area wrestling is uh, unmatched on a whole throughout the uh, state of Michigan, I don't believe. Uh, Owasso, Corona, New Lothrop, year after year, New Lothrop is there, Durian, uh, winning records, uh, state champions, uh, state championships teams as far as uh, New Lothrop is concerned. Uh, Corona, Owasso, swimming, uh, outstanding seasons for both of those teams. Uh, our volleyball team's down a little bit this year, perhaps, um, but uh, volleyball, a sport that I think more people should adopt. It's a very, very fun sport to watch uh, when, it's, when the sport is played correctly, and uh, I think it's uh, a coming sport of the future for the uh, girls of our area. Okay, our phone number here is 725-8196. Why not give us a call and offer your sports opinion? Anything at all in the world of sports, I'm sure we'll be able to answer. You know, my guest here in the studio is Gary Webster, and uh, Gary was a fine athlete at Owasso High back in the 60s. In fact, Gary was all big nine as a basketball player and a baseball player, and in fact was the first Trojan ever to gain all big nine honors in basketball and baseball and uh, Gary let's get back to a little bit of your background uh, of course you went to Owasso High and, and played sports there why not tell our listeners a little bit about that well it was many many years ago uh, certainly I uh, I grew up around athletics loved athletics uh, moved from Chesnang to Owasso uh, when I entered the fourth grade and uh, it's been a natural transition for me to combine my love of athletics uh, with sports writing. My uh, wife uh, is very fond of saying that uh, I get into games uh, free that I'd pay to if I didn't uh, work for the Argus Press, and uh, that's probably very, very true. I, uh, I've just always been around athletics I've always enjoyed athletics and uh, I imagine uh, that will continue throughout my life well you know I know from uh, playing fast pitch softball with you, you must have been a heck of a baseball player and uh, you made your way up to the campus at Mount Pleasant I understand on a baseball scholarship tell us a little bit about that uh, well it was very very different from high school in that uh, once you do enter college you immediately lose your identity in that uh, you're just another guy trying out for the team. Uh, your teammates also had uh, high school uh, basketball, baseball success, and uh, it's a case of, of going out and proving yourself all over again and then continuing to do that uh, game in game out and uh, it's something that uh, you remain with uh, out of a love of athletics and it's just something that I enjoy. I, I coach a couple uh, 
peewee basketball teams down to the YMCA. And I stress over and over to the kids, don't ever forget that you're playing, playing, not working, playing basketball for fun. And when you go out there, regardless of the situation, it should just be for fun. And when that uh, fun is missing, it's time to do a little investigating and and uh, find find the trouble spot because athletics should be played to enjoy. Well, very good point, Gary, and that's right. Good sportsmanship is definitely where it's at in any kind of sport, and certainly you like to win, but uh, you definitely you get more satisfaction out of being a good sport, whether you win or lose, and that, uh, that's the way to go about it, without a doubt. Hey, we need your calls here. We know we have lots of sports fans out there, and here's a unique opportunity for you to get on the radio. Don't be shy. Give us a call here at 725-8196, and we'll be glad to listen to whatever questions you might have. You may want to try and stump either Gary or myself with some sort of sports trivia quiz. We are going to have a sports trivia quiz here coming up shortly with a chance for our listeners to uh, win a dinner for two to serve pizza and chips place. That'll be coming up shortly, but uh, in the meantime, let's get these phone lines lit up. 725-8196. Our guest here in the studio, Gary Webster of the Argus Press. And uh, Gary, there's all kinds of sports stories going on right now. Uh, In spring training, that's going full swing now. The Tigers won today. 10 to 6, and uh, I see a man we both met over on the Tigers press tour, uh, Chris Brown, finally came to the front today. He had three hits and a home run for Sparky and the Tigers, and uh, that was a big story down there today from Lakeland, but uh, the big story going on right now with the Tigers is the signing of Alan Trammell for $6.5 million for uh, three years. Mind-boggling uh, numbers for sure, although... Uh if anyone on the Detroit Tigers was going to be paid uh, that kind of money, I believe it should be Alan Trammell. Well, he definitely earns every cent. He won't let up at all with this big contract. And now it's going to be interesting to see uh, what Jack Morris and Lou Whitaker can work out if it's possible. I see our lines are starting to line up, so uh, that's good news for us. So we don't have to do all the talking here. After all, this show is for you, the fans, gives, giving you a chance to air your opinions on anything in the world of sports. Uh, just remember, please do not use uh, abusive language, and uh, we would be glad to talk to you here on WMZX. Our phone number is 725-8196, and we have a caller on line one. So welcome to the Sports Forum. Uh, yes. Uh, what impressed me was uh, that last minute. If you stop to think in that last half a minute, first Brooks had a chance to tie it up. He had to make two perfect throws. Then the defense had to stop the other team. And uh, Kennedy got the ball off the backboard. Price called timeout. And uh, Curtis threw the ball in, which had to be a perfect pass. And he'll put it in the basket. That's basketball. Okay, sir. Yes, you're talking about the the semifinal district game when uh, Corona picked up the victory on Matt Hale's jump shot from the baseline. Am I correct? Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That was uh, that was as pretty of a basketball play as you'll ever see. And you're right. Corona worked the clock down, and uh, the ball went out of bounds with two seconds to go. And uh, Corona called a timeout, and uh, 
over in uh, the huddle for Coach Frank Davis, they were diagramming all kinds of plays, and uh, when they came out of the, the huddle, they ran the old standby. They ran back in the days of Jeff Raleigh and uh, Phil Zielinski, the old alley-oop pass, and uh, Big Matt got the ball, turned around, and stuck it right through the hoop, and I'll tell you, the Corona fans went into wild celebration, and I don't know if you know, sir, but uh, it, was, it was in the Argus Press, but uh, that was Matt Hale's 18th birthday, so not a bad present, eh? Yeah, not bad. But it, take, it, it takes it. Everybody had to do their thing right that last, or we wouldn't have been in it. <laughs> well, sir, you you were at the game. I take it, right? Right, right. Well, it was quite a feeling, wasn't it, to see uh, when their leader and uh, there's no doubt Lynn Price has led the way all year for the Cavaliers, but it definitely was a total team effort all season long. But when he went out with that ankle injury, uh, the Cavaliers, as I'm sure you can attest to, just would not give up. They didn't give up. A lot of us thought. Uh, was worried, I'll tell you. <laughs> well, you better believe it. You got anything else, sir? That's it. Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay, we're going to go over to line two now. Welcome to the Sports Forum. Hi, Ted. Uh, listen, you uh, we don't know each other personally, but I want to compliment you on uh, what a good job you do on uh, the, the Corona basketball games. We, we've we listened to quite a few of them on the radio at home, and uh just the last couple have we been able to attend, and we just really enjoy uh, the way you do the games. Your your personality and everything shows through, and and uh, just enjoy listening to you. And I got a question for you on on Lynn Price. What's the story with his ankle going to be for Tuesday? Do you know? Well, the latest, and first of all, thank you for the kind words. I really appreciate it. But uh, on Lynn, he uh, he twisted his ankle going up for a shot, and uh, he went to he went in the locker room and. Their trainer, John Strine, tried to get it taped up to where he could play some more. But when he went back out in the game, uh, he just couldn't go. He had no mobility at all. And uh, I guess the word is he's been off the ankle, and uh, he's going to give it a go tomorrow night. I guess we just got to wait and see. We'll just have him taped up, though, huh? Yeah, they'll probably uh, tape it. They'll try to lock the ankle, I would imagine, is what they would do, so he wouldn't twist it again. And uh Will that slow his mobility any, or I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's going to be a step or two slow. But I mean, will this really dog him? Say, like what Isaiah was in the the, the seventh game of the uh, NBA Finals. I mean, is this what we're to look forward to as far as uh, what he'll have for mobility? Well, I guess you know I'm not trying to hedge the question. It's going to all depend on exactly how he feels tomorrow night. But you're right, an ankle injury is uh, it's very tough to overcome and. Uh, we're just going to have to wait and see, but it is it is tough, and I think it was his left ankle, and that's, if you're a right-handed shooter, it's uh, it's the ankle that you uh, you do most of your jumping off of. So, you know Lynn, if you do know Lynn or have ever seen him play, he will give it 100% and uh, see what he can do. And uh, let's keep our fingers crossed for uh, Corona fans' sake anyway that he can uh, he can come play tomorrow night because it would be a real boost to the Cavaliers. You bet you. Listen, that, uh, that tap house fellow that come in and filled in for him just, I thought, done a bang-up job. Now, he didn't, I don't remember him scoring any points or anything, but I just thought he'd done a bang-up job. Just that, Those are big shoes to fill, to come in for somebody like that and just kind of hold the team together. Well, I'll tell you, when, when Chris got in the game, and you're right, Chris hasn't played a lot uh, this season, and he, he was quoted in the Argus Press, Coach Frank Davis was, rather, that uh, Chris really came in and, and gave him a lift, and... Uh, you know, Chris Taphouse could be playing for a lot of teams in the area. He just happens to be, you know, the man playing behind Lynn Price. And Lynn, you know, has really put up some big numbers and had a fine career at Crony himself. But Chris is the kind of kid that, uh, he's the coach's kind of kid. He, he's really intelligent. He knows what has to be done out there. And, uh, you know, sometimes a kid might be a little bit, little bit too nervous 
and uh, not come to the front in that type of situation. But uh, Chris was really ready to go, and he did. He, he ignited the Cavaliers. He didn't score, but he played excellent defense, and he handled the ball out front right when the Cavaliers needed it. And uh, we'll, we'll go back to Gary right now and see what his thoughts are on that. Was tremendously impressed with Chris Taphouse, especially, like you said, Ted, his defense. He, uh, I don't think uh, Corona missed a beat with uh, uh, Chris out there at the defensive end of the floor. Uh, certainly uh, Lynn uh, Price... Uh, and every time down the floor, offensive threat. Uh, we hope he can play tomorrow night. He, uh, Toby Van Pelt at Owasso High uh, sprained his ankle in Thursday night's, no, in Tuesday night's game against Powers and was able to come back and play on Thursday uh, against Flushing. Uh, a little less uh, effective uh, and was walking and running somewhat gingerly, but uh, was able to play, and uh, hopefully it will be the same uh, situation for Lynn that he will, uh, given the extra day, be able to come back real close to uh, 100% and uh, can uh, go up to Mount Pleasant uh, tomorrow night and show the people up there just what Lynn Price can do, and that's a lot. Okay, sir. Anything else? Uh, just one last thing. Uh, will that uh, will the Corona game be live tomorrow night on the radio, or what's the, will that be delayed, or how will that work tomorrow night? No, tomorrow night will be live. Uh, Airtime approximately 7:20. We're going to run it on the phone lines, and the same is true for the uh, Owasso game on Wednesday night. We're going to be broadcasting live with uh, Denny Herc and Mark Erickson at. Uh, just about 10 minutes to 7. Okay, very good. Listen, you and Chris keep up the good work on broadcasting. Thanks a lot. Okay, thanks a lot, sir. Hello, you're on the Sports Forum. Yes, thank you. Uh, I'd like to make a comment about the uh, lifelong suspension of uh, Bob, Bob uh, Provert of the Red Wings. Okay, go ahead. But uh, I think that uh, if all the uh, professional uh, sports players would consider it a uh, privilege to play, as the uh, NHL commissioner stated, uh, I'm suggesting that that would go a long way towards uh, solving the uh, drug problem in, in uh, all professional sports. Well, you know, you got a good point, and uh, we'll see what Gary's opinion is on this also. Uh, you know, a lot of things in our society certainly have to be, you know, tried at least, and I'm not sticking up for Mr. Probert at all. I think it's probably a good thing that... Uh, the commissioner of hockey, John Ziegler, finally has made a stand. Uh, Bob Probert ha has had plenty of chances, and uh, he just seems to refuse to realize how good he has at making a living in a professional sport. Uh, you know, even though it is hockey and it's a tough sport to play, rough and physical, especially the way Bob Probert plays. But I just can't see, you know, passing up $200,000 a year to play hockey and then to just throw it out the door with... Uh, if he is proven guilty of this, totally immature and uh, not very intelligent. Gary? A waste. I agree. Thanks for your time. Thank you very much. Hello, you're on the Sports Forum. Hey, Ted. Yes, sir. How you doing? Good. Yeah, I was reading an article the other day about nationally televised uh, high school basketball games for a national ranking type thing. Uh-huh. Have, have you read anything about that? Well, I probably read the same article you did. Uh, there is talks underway. They would like to see uh, 
they want to have a mini tournament, I guess, between the uh, top four teams, I believe it is, in the nation as far as the USA Today rankings go. And that's, that's really all I know about it. Gary, do you know anything else? Um, no, exactly that, that it would involve uh, teams from several states, not just Michigan, but several states. Uh, I would imagine it would uh, deal primarily with uh, inner-city uh, schools, although uh, I'm not aware that any schedule has been set up at this point. Sir, uh, what are your opinions on it? I think it's a bad move. Okay, and... Uh, you... Basically, if you get into a Final Four situation like that nationally, nationally ranked high school basketball is going to be televised and stuff uh, it's a lot more pressure on a student and um, not only that you look at the bookies in Vegas are going to be are going to be placing bets on it and there's also going to be the deal where you've had a lot of college um, athletes and a lot of professional athletes who succumb to uh, taking money for uh, throwing a game um, I think it's like a kid's too immature in high school, basically, to withstand that type of temptation. Not only that, a big a big thing I see too is is the money involved for the school. Um, if if there's thousands of dollars on the line for the school to to get this money from um, the network, and you have uh, the star center, he flunks his algebra test. Is the pressure then put on the teacher from the school? To hey, we got past this kid because we're going to be, you know, we need him for this nationally televised game. You see what I'm saying? Oh, I see exactly. I see what you're saying, and I think uh, you're really uh, making a very good point. And I have to agree with everything you said there. Uh, I'm not for it myself. Oh, and and the other thing too is that well, let's let's use um, Lansing. Okay, let's say Lansing Eastern's been playing great basketball for four years, and this thing flies, and they're in the Final Four. Okay, and let's mm-hmm. say that Eastern's going to get X amount of dollars for being televised nationally. Now, is the Lansing School District going to let Lansing Eastern have that, that money? Or is the Lansing School Board going to say the money has to come to us and we have to distribute the money between the other schools? Which wouldn't be fair because the other schools didn't earn it, Lansing Eastern did. There's just too many different ramifications that I think that are too negative for something like this to go in. And the big thing is, is it's to me, it's stressing money on high school athletics um, at, for, for athletes that are too young to handle that kind of pressure. There's enough pressure on high school kids today. They don't need this kind of pressure. It takes away, to me, like Gary said, you play because you love the sport and it's fun. And, but then when it becomes a job then to where you have to work, it's like work, then you have to reevaluate things. Well, you know, you, you make very valid points and, uh, I'm not in disagreement with any of them. It's, uh, you know, it's the almighty buck that seems to be dictating everywhere now in sports. I mean, let's look at Major League Baseball players' salaries. Who's paying them salaries? It's us, the fans. Yeah. You can't afford to take your family out to the uh, Tiger Stadium. Baseball, you know, is supposed to be the family sport, and now they're starting to outprice the family. And I'm going to get into a uh, with it a little bit with Gary. He's got a family of uh, six right now, and for him to take the whole family to the ballpark, we're talking some bucks. And, and you make a good point where if that gets involved in high school, it could really cause some problems and, uh, you know, some other factors. You're going to get, if you get a big-time school, just say, like you said, Lansing Eastern, just for an example, 
Well, all the good basketball players in Lansing then, if they see Lansing Eastern on national TV, how many people are going to be moving to that school district that are great basketball players? You're going to be seeing, you, there's, there's going to be a lot of high school recruiting going on. You see this with the private high schools now, you know. They offer athletic scholarships and stuff like that to take care of a kid's tuition at a private school. Lansing Catholic Central does that. And uh, Muskegon Catholic Central, that's why those two like been two big, powerful uh, football bases in high school athletics. Lansing Catholic Central and uh, Muskegon Catholic Central, they've always been pretty dominant, except for maybe the last two years. But uh, they do a lot of recruiting. And, uh, and it's not fair to the public schools that... So, I don't know. But it is, you're right. The fans pay the price, the, the, uh, the salaries and stuff like that. If it wasn't for the fans, these guys would be making the money. And they do owe the fans something, too. And the Lions are raising their ticket prices, and I think that the way the Lions played last year, they should have paid people to come sit at the Silverdome. <laughs> well, the, the product they put out there, I'd have to agree with you last year. We, we might get it. <laughs> uh, but, uh, Gary, you got anything you want to add? Well, a couple uh, things come to mind. One, uh, Bill Frieder down at Michigan and, and Bobby Knight especially has uh, talked about uh, television dictating when games would be played. If this high school format were adopted, would they then uh, take the uh, game off from primetime Friday night and put it on Saturday morning uh, for high school or uh, make it midweek? Uh, Something else, too, I read recently where every Big Ten basketball game this year, except one, is going to be televised by someone in one respect or another. There's always a pro game on every night. Uh, are we saturating the market with uh, too much basketball already? No, I don't believe we need high school basketball on television. No, we don't. I mean, I, I myself would be interested in watching a Chicago high school play, you know. And say Chicago, Chicago Central plays L.A. Central or something. I really wouldn't be interested in it. And, I, and in being in sales, uh, I don't see how national advertisers would be really all that interested in it. I mean, it'd have to be, it'd have to be pretty low, a low fee for advertising, I think, to, to draw it. You know, I don't know. Well, it's an interesting concept, and uh, we really appreciate your call. Call us again sometime, okay? And also pass the word on to your friends that uh, we have a new sports calling show here on WMZX. Thanks a lot. Okay. Okay, we got Frank Davis, Corona's coach, now on line one. Coach Davis, welcome to the Sports Forum. Oh. How you doing? Oh, pretty good. Uh, trying to relax a little bit here at home. <laughs> You come down a little bit from the high from Saturday night, I take it, then, huh? Uh, well, it was pretty exciting, and it always takes a little while to unwind when you have a ball game that was as exciting as that was. Well, just for our listeners tuning in, Corona did pick up the uh, Class B District Championship over at Corona on Saturday night, and uh, so did the Owasso High Trojans. And But in the Corona... District on Tuesday night they defeated Ovid Elsie for the third time this year and that was a heck of a tough series that's for sure it was kind of a a shame we thought coming into the districts that the two teams had to play each other right off the bat but uh, the way things ended up the last two games Frank were no easy matter on the 
Thursday night game in the semis against Lansing Catholic Central. You defeated uh, you defeated uh, Lansing Catholic there, 73 to 71 on uh, Matt Hale's turnaround jumper with two seconds to go, and actually the ball went through the hoop as time expired. First of all, give us uh, just a few of your thoughts on that. Well, uh, we uh, called a timeout. We kind of ran the ball down, and and Danny had it, and and uh, Scotty did roll down, and uh, Curtis and Danny went to throw it to him, and the kid uh, from LCC deflected the ball out of bounds. And with two seconds go, we do have certain plays that we run, but you don't have a lot of time with two seconds left. And hey, we've run this play for years and years, and uh, and Matt was able to go up strong and get it. And and we're thinking that probably their coach is telling the other team don't foul and send them to the line. And we felt Matt would get off a pretty good shot, and he shot a lot of those for us. And we're just happy it went in. Well, that was a big game. That got you to the district finals. And uh, Saturday night, it couldn't have been any closer than the Corona-DeWitt game, which uh, the Cavaliers prevailed 76-75. to And uh, that, of course, we've talked about a little bit here tonight. But uh, that was the game. Uh, Lynn Price went down with an ankle injury in the first half. And... Uh, the Cavalier defense kind of fell asleep a little bit in that first half. I think you'd agree, and and they scored 33 points in the second quarter. And going into halftime, you had to be a little bit concerned. Well, uh, they did get awfully uh, good at shooting the ball in that second quarter, and uh, I said GJ scored 33 in the second quarter, scored 26 in the second half. Uh, I think that probably the way the game went there in that second half probably has typified a lot about this ball club. Uh, the kind of kids that we have and the kind of character we have. And and uh, I'm sure that they were wondering at halftime whether Lynn was going to be able to play or not. And, and we found out we couldn't. We, they just know that we've had kids that have been hurt. And we've had some kids that have been sick at times off and on during the year. And it seems as though somebody always comes through and has a good game for us or a big game. And Chris was able to come in off the bench and... Uh, He's, he's uh, just did an awfully uh, outstanding job, and like you say, not playing a whole lot, but I think it just tells a lot about the kind of character that Chris Taphouse has and uh, being patient and uh, supporting other kids. And when he had a chance to get in there and do something for this ball club uh, uh, on the floor during a ball game, he just did an, an outstanding job for us. Well, you know, Frank, I know... Uh this team has been pointing at least to this district championship for a long time. I remember watching the kids when they were sophomores, the seniors from this year. And uh, do you want to talk a little bit about your seniors on the Cavalier squad this year? Well, our seniors uh, had, a, as JVs, they had a pretty good uh, year. And, uh, of course, we had Scott Curtis and Lynn Price up on the varsity. And, uh, and then last year, uh, making a run uh, at the... Uh, conference and coming away with a share of it uh they kind of went in the year and of course like i say try to explain to them let's just play hard and have a lot of fun and wait and see what happens but in the back of their mind they really felt that they were going to be able to do it and and uh, all of our seniors matt hale uh dan gillette and scott curtis and and uh jeff brooks and lynn probably were uh our four forerunners uh as starters, uh, Rod Seeley, another one uh, who had an outstanding uh, year as a sophomore, and uh, and they really have uh, played well along with Chris. Uh, 
Kurt Kalisak that came out this uh, spring or summer and played with us, and he just wanted to be on the team. And and then uh, Strode to Care, uh, also uh, just tremendous support players. Uh, always given uh, that little something that you need in practice. Uh, a lot of times your your uh, starters aren't going to get any better than the kids that do that they have to practice against. And uh, they just were really uh, pretty outstanding uh, all year for us. Okay, Frank, did you, um, did you have a chance to scout Saginaw Buena Vista at all? And if you did, uh, can you tell us a little bit about what we can expect tomorrow night up at Rose Arena in Mount Pleasant? Well, Saginaw Buena Vista is uh, a very well coach ball club to begin with. Uh, Norwegian Reed has been up there and I've observed his teams playing in the past and uh, and they've had a, a real good year like ourselves. Uh, we can expect them to be fairly quick. We can expect them to press and, and the thing, they're a very explosive ball club. If, uh, if you don't take care of the ball, they like to score off their press on making steals. They like to block shots and uh, and uh, try to uh, take advantage of your mistakes and they'll do it in a hurry uh, that's kind of the they're not really a, a big team they're six four and I think they have three at six two and their point guard is about five eight ask him if he hasn't aged a little bit in these last two <laughs> years uh, uh, Lynn Price uh, waits until uh, the very end to decide several games, and now uh, we have Matt Hale and Jeff Brooks doing it this week. You could uh, almost write a Frank Merriweather book uh, about basketball, huh, Frank? Well, uh, I know that I think high school athletics is just really uh, great. You know, we kids come out there to play, and they work hard, and they uh, do what their coaches ask them. Uh, they're not getting uh, big rewards for it, and I know that sometimes in winning, yes, we did. But we've had teams that have played in the past, and I've always said that I've never measured success of a team at the end of my year or at the end of their year as far as wins and losses. And I feel like that our teams have always been a, a success because they played hard, they played together, and maybe we can't always win uh, as many games as maybe we'd like to, but. Uh, I think that uh, again, those high school players—they, uh, you know—they give an awful lot. It requires a lot of their time, and uh, I think just playing together and trying to do a job as good as they can do, and uh, makes a difference in uh, whether you have a uh, a successful season. And I feel like all of our seasons have really been uh, a success. Well, you're doing a heck of a job over there, Frank, and uh, I want to I thank you for giving us a call here and uh, also for coming up in the broadcast booth as much as you do for interviews after the game. It's always our pleasure to have a chat with you, and thanks for taking time out from your busy schedule to give us a call here, and uh, good luck tomorrow night. I'll see you up there. I'd just like to mention one player, too, that wasn't a part of this senior group as a sophomore or junior, and that was Wayne Kennedy that came over from Ovid Elsie. And uh, he's really done a great job for us, too, in his defense and his rebounding and, again, how he fit right in with our kids. And it was really nice to have Wayne on our ball club. And I know our seniors enjoyed having him there. Well, he did. He fit right in with the kids, and uh, he's a Cavalier now. Well, okay, well, thanks. And we like to, I'd like to thank you, and I know our team, for all the things that you've done and also uh, 
of the job that Tony and Gary does in covering high school athletics. Okay, thanks a lot, Frank uh, David. Also, congratulations to Owasso and Rob Van Pelt and their district win. Yeah, it's a big time here in Owasso Corona area, that's for sure, with high school hoops heading into this March madness, and it is maddening on the coaches, right, Frank? Right. <laughs> thanks a lot. Okay, we're going to try and squeeze in our Sir Pizza sports quiz here. you got about uh, four minutes to call in, so here's the quiz. It's now time for the Sir Pizza sports quiz, and here's your chance to test your sports knowledge and also win a free dinner for two at Sir Pizza or Chip's Place at 715 South Chipman in Owasso. Here's the quiz. Who had the highest batting average with at least 10 at-bats during the World Series of 1968 for the Tigers? Call us now right here at 725-8196 for your chance to win that free dinner and get on them phones very quickly. You know, Gary, we have the line lighting up here right now, and uh, we'll see if we can get this first uh, first caller the free dinner. Oh, the lines are lighting up, I'll tell you. But uh, I'm sure Gary knows, as knowledgeable as he is. I got a pretty good idea. That was one of my favorite baseball teams, for sure. Okay, we're going to go to the line now and see if we have an answer. Hi, you're on the sports forum. Yes. Uh, I think the answer to that question would be Al Kaline. Oh, a nice guess, and uh, he's my favorite player of all time, but nope, that's incorrect. Sorry. Okay, let's go over to line, uh, no, that was a business call. So uh, if you know who had the highest batting average for the Tigers in 68, give us a call. Tammy has processed another call, and she's going to put the caller on hold, and we'll get him on the air. Yes. Uh, Dick Chizuski. Ooh, another nice guess. Trixie, nope, that's not the right answer, but good guess. Okay, it looks like we got line two for a guess. Uh, you're on the sports forum. Hi. Uh, Gates Brown? Who? Gates Brown? No, another good guess, but it's not the Gator. Okay, thanks. Uh-huh. Looks like we got another call coming in. Okay, line one. Was it freehand? Freehand? No, you guys are going all around the infield. Nice try, though. Okay. Who led the Tigers in hitting in the 1968 World Series? We might have to give a hint here pretty soon. Okay. Line two. Go ahead. Willie Horton? Nope. Another good guess. You're getting just about everybody but the correct answer. Try again next week. Thank you. Okay, looks like we got a call coming in on line one. Let's hope this is the right guess. Yeah, go ahead. You're on the sports forum. All right, Mickey Stanley. No, it is not Mickey Stanley, big guy. Dad, I can't believe I missed. <laughs> hey, how's it going, Denny? Excellent. Hey, I, uh, I thought it was Al Kaline. Nope, not Al either. Listen, good luck tomorrow night or Wednesday night. i got to get to line two. Good luck to you tomorrow. Thank you. Bye. Okay, line two, who is the correct guess? Yes. Pardon me? Norm Cash. Norm Cash, yes. We have a winner. I'll tell you what. He was. <laughs> Let me put you on hold, and Tammy will get the information out to you, and we'll mail it right out to you, okay? Good job. All right, we got a winner, Gary. It was Norm Cash in the 1968 series. He hit 385 during the seven games of the 68 Fall Classic. Storm and Norman got 10 hits and 26 times at bat for the 68 World Champions. Wayne Comer, a footnote, went to bat once during that series, and he got a single. So he batted 1,000 for the series. But the correct winner, 
for dinner for two at Sir Pizza or uh, Chip's Place called in the correct answer of Norm Cash. And we'll be back for our close right after this. The public service message from Fitzgerald and Dumont, attorneys at law. Under Michigan law, every motor vehicle must be insured. But a lot of people buy insurance in order to get a license plate and then drop the insurance to save money. It's estimated there are 750,000 uninsured vehicles on the road today. But what happens if one of them causes serious injuries to a member of your family? The answer, of course, is uninsured motorist coverage on your own policy. Unfortunately, most of these policies provide only $20,000 coverage. If someone in your family is severely crippled, burned, or scarred by an uninsured motorist, will you be satisfied with $20,000? Contact your insurance agent tomorrow morning. Ask him to raise your uninsured motorist limits. Then, if the worst happens, at least you'll receive a fair amount for your pain and suffering. If you or a family member is injured in an accident, or if you have questions about your insurance coverage, please contact Fitzgerald and Dumont, attorneys in Owasso. Owasso Paper and Supply Company, the new paper and janitorial supply company, features both industrial and commercial paper products and janitorial supplies. Items such as floor wax, window cleaner, pine disinfectants, all-purpose cleaners, and stainless steel cleaners. For office or business places, they carry paper towels, toilet tissue, and facial tissue. Owasso Paper and Supply has complete lines of white copy paper and colors available upon request. They also feature supplies for churches and halls, including foam cups, plates, napkins, and plastic silverware. Paper table covering is also in stock for both round and square tables. They value your business at Owasso Paper and Supply Company. Just phone 725-2004. Owasso Paper and Supply is located at 211 Corona Avenue in the Van Sice Motors Building. Call them at 725-2004. Well, we're nearing the end of our first show here on WMZX, the Sports Forum, and... Uh, we were beginning to get a little worried that we didn't have any sports fans out there, but uh, they came through in fine fashion. And tell your friends, we're going to be on every week here at 7.05 on uh, every Monday night for an hour to uh, chat with all our sports fans out there. Once again, thanks for tuning in to the Sports Forum. I also want to thank my guest, Frank Davis of the Corona Cavaliers, and also Gary Webster from the Argus Press, who joined me here in the WMZX studios. Next week should also be a fun show with successful first-year head coach of the Owasso High Trojan football team, Tom Harkema, coming out here to field your calls next Monday night at 7.05. I'll be talking to you again tomorrow night from Rose Arena in Mount Pleasant, where Corona will be playing Saginaw Buena Vista. And don't forget our... Class A regional broadcast on Wednesday night from Flint Central where Owasso will tangle with Saginaw High. And, uh, Gary, any final comments you want to make here uh, getting on the radio and getting away from that computer terminal where you bang out all them excellent sports stories? Well, Ted, thanks for uh, inviting me out, and good luck to Owasso and Corona in their regional uh, tournament games. And uh, look forward to uh, hearing more of this show uh, on the radio, I think it's uh, a very, very uh, valuable addition to the area sports coverage. Well, thanks a lot, Gary. Uh, appreciate the kind words, and we will be back here again next Monday night at 7.05. Until then, I'm Ted Patel saying so long, everybody. You've been listening to the Sports Forum with Ted Patel, sponsored by Fitzgerald and Juman Law Offices and by Owasso Paper and Supply Company. 
Join us again next Monday night at 7.05 for the Sports Forum. Well, this has been a three-point podcast special presented by Memorial Healthcare, home of the now Community Wellness Center. Make sure you follow us at Three Point Pod and spread the word. Make sure you let also all our great partners know you listen in and enjoy the show. They include Crow Real Estate and Auction, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Success Group Mortgage and Servicing, The Wash of Owasso, and the ALS Association of Michigan. Until next time, have a great fourth, and we'll talk to you with the three of us coming right back up after the break. So long, everybody.